0: Good morning, everybody. If I've never met you before, my name is Matt, and my wife Jacinda and I are the pastors here at Coast Vineyard Church. And uh, are you ready for the second half? Yes. Two of you are ready for the second half, and the rest of you, it's coming anyway, okay? It is coming. Let me just start off by telling you a little story. Kieran, who was up here telling you some of the things that are happening in the life of Coast Vineyard, just told you a story of this marriage course that we ran, and uh, it had a great title, it was Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, some people thought like, uh, it was like just a comedy show, but uh, it was a wonderful uh, four weeks, and uh, I have to tell you, there was a, uh, a couple that signed up for it, but then before it started, they had actually decided that, like, you know what, we're done, we're done, with our marriage, but then they'd signed up and they thought, well, we might as well go to this thing, and then after that, it's all over, and uh, anyway, we've, we find out that, um, that after this marriage course, they've decided, you know what, we're going to give this another go, so you know, isn't that cool, eh? that's cool, and I'll tell you, you know what, what happened there is that through this course, what they've done is they've learned some wisdom, They learned some relationship wisdom, enough for them to think, like, we can do this. We can do this thing. You know, wisdom is awesome. I have to tell you, wisdom is awesome. And uh, every now and then you have some of those, you know, parenting moments, and, uh, and you go, like, oh, that was something. I'll tell you, you know, there's that one where, like, there's one can of Coke and two of your kids, like, want it. So what do you do? You go, okay, you pour and you choose. You got, you've done that one, parents? That's parenting wisdom right there. Um, so anyway, we're going to be starting a new series. Did you get a flyer? The flyer? We're going to be starting this new series next week. Now, if you know someone and you, you think, like, they need some wisdom, that's kind of a nice way of putting it. Okay. My neighbor is... <laughs> so... We're going to be we're starting, but today is a little bit of a preview. So we're starting the series next week, but today's going to be a little bit of a preview. This series, Wisdom, the Art of Living Well. And uh, there's this small part of the Bible that is called the Book of Proverbs. Now, a lot of people think that Proverbs are, you know, too many cooks spoil the broth and a stitch in time saves nine, and many hands make light work, and uh, actually the switch makes light work. But, oh. <laughs> that, that, that wasn't even in my nose. I'm so sorry. I'm so, oh, please forgive me. I don't know where that came from. Um, but the Proverbs, a quick move on. The Proverbs in the Bible are just this rich, rich part of the Bible that is all about wisdom, helping people to, um, to do life well. Who, who, wants, who wants to live well? I want to I live well. I sure do. And I love, um, I love it when a situation gets worked out and it, it results in joy or it results in peace or results in relief. Um, so we're going to be doing the book of Proverbs. Going to be looking at relationships. Going to be looking at sex. Going to be looking at money. Going to be looking at the uh, workplace. Going to be looking at speech, the words that we, we say. Yeah, speech speech, speech. It's going to be a good morning this morning. We'll talk about speech some other time, but speech is one of those things that uh, that wars get started from. It's just such a small thing, but you know, wars in the home, wars in the workplace, wars in government, wars between countries. Have you ever said anything that's Started off a series of unfortunate events. It's just through what you say. And you, know, you think, like, oh, if only I hadn't said that. You know, it's, it has been the occasion when, you know, I feel like a, a day is going quite well. And um, I think we are heading towards a, a night of passion tonight with my wife. And, uh, and then I say something. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think this. This this night's going not gonna go as well as I thought it was. <laughs> so you've been given a flyer today, and uh guess what it's not for you. The flyer is not for you. And uh what we'd love you to do is to to give that away to someone this week. Someone that you think, actually this this looks like it'd be it'd be good to uh, to invite someone along and uh and learn some, um, some life stuff, some, some stuff that can help us do life well, and um, so I want to, even just right now, what do you think, is there someone that I could invite, is there, a, you know, someone at work, or a friend, or a neighbor, or is there someone I could invite, and um, I'll bring a little roll of little gold star stickers, if you bring someone along next week, I'll give you one, okay, how's that sound? So today today's just a little bit of a preview for our series on wisdom that we're starting next week. I'd just love to invite the Lord's presence. The Lord is here, but I, uh, I'd just love to invite him and, and ask him to, to speak to each one of us. So Father, we are so grateful that we've been able to spend time singing praises to you, singing songs of thanks to you, singing songs that that acknowledge that you are creator, you are God you are wonderful you are good to us you've done so much for us I pray as we have the rest of this time together God that you would you'd plant something good in our hearts you'd open our hearts to you God that if there is if there is resistance in us either conscious or subconscious where we're we're pushing against your good ways and your, your good truth and your goodness in our lives. God, I, I pray that you would just help help that move aside so we allow the goodness of God into our, into our hearts and minds this morning. God, we thank you for the gift of wisdom. Amen. So as I said, it's just a bit of a preview to the series, but a great question to ask when we're going to jump into looking at... The Bible is like. Why would you even want to study the Bible? Why would you want to do that? Yeah, uh, you know, the Bible itself says that knowledge puffs up. You know, makes you proud, makes you full of yourself, and uh, and we don't want that. So it can't be about just knowing stuff. So I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you something from the Bible. And my good friend, the the wonderful. British author, C.S. Lewis, uh, he calls this the greatest text in all of literature. That's, that's, that's what he thinks of this. It's Psalm 19. Now, the first six verses of Psalm 19 talk about how you can just see the magnificence of God in, in creation. And then he goes on to say this, the Psalm 19 goes on to say this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and keeping them, there is great reward. That's, that's our Bible. The Bible's awesome. It refreshes the soul. It makes you smart. And I know some of you guys. It's like it's good. Good to get smart. It gives joy. Gives direction. Leads you to good things. And tell you, this is my experience with the Bible. This is my experience, and for many people. And it blows my mind to think that that ink on paper or pixels on screens has power, power to change a life, to make a life better. And, uh, but it's not from just knowing. It's from believing it and obeying it. So, and here's a handy tip for you if you read the Bible a great couple of questions to have as you read the Bible. You know, what do I need to believe, and what do I need to do? You should write those ones down. When you read the Bible, have those in the back of your mind, thinking like, what do I need to believe? What do I need to do? It's a good book. Another question for you, but why Why wisdom? Why wisdom? There's a Hebrew Hebrew word for wisdom, and I'm going to say that that word is chokmah. If you pronounce it properly, I'm not going to pronounce it properly because if you've ever studied or spoken Hebrew, if I pronounce that properly, I'd have to drag something up from the back of my throat and I'd feel nervous that for these people in the front row that it might, they might get hit by something. Seriously, I was like listening to the, how you pronounce this word, and it's like, I'm not going to do that. That sounds like, that sounds dangerous. So, but that word, that Hebrew word, it means skill. It means skill. So wisdom is about skill at living life. You know, or the art of living well, as we put on our, our flyer for this, this series. And I have to encourage you, if you're not much of a reader, if you ever notice that the Bible, like it's the way that they make a lot of Bibles, they kind of trick you a little bit. they you buy it, just looks like the same sort of size as a regular book. And then you start reading and there's like really thin pages and there's really tiny font and it's like about, it's like, it's a, there's a lot of words in that book. And if you're not much of a reader, you get started, you know, thought like, I'll start at the start. You get through Genesis, okay, and Exodus, and then you get into Leviticus and you go, what just happened here? Um, and it just a whole bunch of stuff that you think, oh, this is hard to get and it's easy to, easy to give up. But, but Proverbs is one of those books I would strongly encourage you to read at least once a year and just let the wisdom, this ancient wisdom that is timeless wisdom, it's so helpful for us even today. And just let that just sink into your your heart, sink into your mind. So that would be my encouragement to you. So um, as I said before, I'm sure that we all want to live well. I want to live well. Relationships, sex, speech, money – did you know that Proverbs tells you how to get rich? Did you know that? It tells you how to get rich, and who wants to know that? Okay, come along to the series. We'll uh, we'll tell you. It tells you how to get rich, and uh, you know it talks about work, talks about family, being a being a good you know good husband, a good wife, a good uh, a good child of your you know of your parents, a good you know parents, a good brother, or a good sister. So, we're going to look at a few of these things. So, please do, as I said, please give your flyer to someone. Please give your flyer to someone. Put it in your neighbor's letterbox. It's going to be a great series. So, just as this taster this morning, I'm just going to talk about one thing, just to lead us into this series on, on wisdom. And this one thing I want to talk about is integrity. It's a good word. Feels like one of those words. It's like, feels like one of those, integrity. Feels like one of those kind of words. Dictionary says, that integrity means soundless soundness of moral character. I just call it just doing the right thing. D- doing the right thing. Here's a question for you. I want you to shout out if you want to have a stab at this. How much value of stuff do you think gets stolen from Walmart stores in America every year? Have a guess. Someone shout out. How much stuff, the value of stuff that gets stolen from Walmart stores? Anyone? a million 10 million 40 million you ready 3 billion dollars if that was a company with a turnover that'd be in the in the fortune that'd be a fortune 500 company there's a lot of people that aren't doing the right thing 3 billion dollars walks out the door without getting paid for and uh, you know, I've got a friend who was a director of a company and he finished up at that company so he had ownership in the company so he had to do a deal where they had to um, you know, buy out his part of the, the business and uh, he got pretty disillusioned, there was a bunch of Christians he was working with and he says, you know what I've worked out? He said, people have got integrity up to about $20,000 and he says, after that it seems like it's every man for himself. And it was kind of like funny, but it's kind of like sad. It was like, he just said that. Boy, as soon as it got past there, it just got really ugly. The verse in the, in the First Chronicles twenty nine seventeen says this, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. Proverbs eleven verse three: the integrity of the upright guides them. Proverbs ten verse nine: whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. I was recently at a um, out to dinner with um, Jacinda and another couple, and um, it was one of those rare moments when I felt like I should offer to. Pay for all of our uh, meal, and um, hoping that they'd say no, no, let me. But they didn't. So, <laughs> um, and um, so I'm paying for the whole thing. So they come out with the bill, and I'm thinking like, I've got am one of those kind of double-checking kind of person, people. I don't want to be charged for something that I didn't order. So I'm looking, you know, through this thing, and I discover that um, they hadn't charged me for um, for one of the things that we uh, we had for the dinner and my immediate response was yes but then I, <laughs> but, <laughs> just, uh, but then I thought no it's, it's not the right thing to do and so I, I said to the waitress I says you've made a mistake and she was thinking like oh gosh you know we've overcharged them." i said you haven't charged us for this this thing and she says oh you're right and off it went, and the bill came back, and it was a little bit bigger. But it's just doing the right thing. It's just doing the right thing. You know, you've got to make decisions. You've got to make decisions in life to do the right thing. And someone with integrity, they have this kind of internalized standard that they're going to do the right thing even if. Even if what? Well, even if they're under pressure. Even if it costs them money, like my dinner. Or it costs them time. Even if it's unpopular. Even if it's hard. Even if they're tired. Even if they feel like doing something else. Even if no one will ever know. They do the right thing. You know, integrity guides you it guides you from cheating on your tax return. It guides you f- so that you don't sneak notes into your exam. It guides you to hand in the wallet that you just found that's bulging with cash. It guides you to take responsibility for your actions, it, you know, to own your mistakes even if there's consequences. It guides you to take responsibility. Integrity guides you to do what you say you're going to do. Here's another way to describe people of integrity. Could I get you to get me a bit of a glass of water? Okay, so I say smeech again. Um, People of integrity are safe people. They're safe people. They're, They're safe to leave alone with your husband or wife, your boyfriend or girlfriend, or with your children. They're safe. People of integrity are safe with your reputation. Thank you. They're safe with your reputation. You trust them to protect you and to protect your good name even when you're not there. People of integrity, they're safe with your stuff. You trust them w- around your money, with your house, with your car, with your wallet, even with your pin numbers. You trust them. Tell you, how many people here have done a, a personality test before? Okay, isn't that great? When you do those, you discover you actually have a personality. I, I love that. Um, but uh, how many people have done a Myers Briggs test? Can you remember what you? How many people here are an INTJ? Okay. Yes, we are one. Um, how many people are an ESPN? That's the sport. The sports fan personality. Yeah. yeah. What about an Enneagram? How many people have done an Enneagram? How many people are threes? How many people are sevens? I've got no idea about Enneagram. I just know there's numbers. <laughs> I, just, I just thought, I'll just throw that out. Like it might sound smart. but And then there's those other ones. Like, there's like, like who's a lion or an otter or a beaver or a golden retriever? That's another one. Or a frog, I don't know. But, uh, but isn't it interesting how there's so many, like when you go for job interviews or you're looking, uh, you're looking to hire someone, there's often, they do these, a lot of effort and energy around personality tests, but who's ever done an integrity test? It's Probably because that if you didn't have integrity, you'd answer the questions in a way that said you did have integrity, but uh, but i tell you what, your integrity is is going to be so much more important than your personality type in terms of Your success in life and and life going well and doing well across the board. A life of deep peace and contentment and joy. It's it's about your integrity. So why choose integrity? I'm going to give you three things. I'm sure that if we threw it out there, we'd come up with 20 reasons. I'm just going to throw out three this morning. So one reason to choose integrity is so that your relationships last. Yeah, any relationship will not last without integrity businesses families marriages christian ministry churches they're not going to survive long term without integrity There might be you might get a few short-term wins from a few sneaky moves but uh, they won't last and uh um i was just having a chat to jacinda earlier this week and um i asked her this question i said so just remind me again like you know, you married me, so, um, you know, what was it that attracted you to me? And I was like, I know, and you're probably thinking, oh, it must have been his movie star good looks, and, you know. Uh, no, you won't be thinking that. <laughs> um, his dreamy eyes and his, uh, you know, rippling abs. And um, I didn't even know you could get abs when I was like that age. It's like, it's like, I was really skinny, and I kind of, like, kind of went in, you know. It was a bit... A bit nervous at the summertime at the beach, but um, but she still it was tied into my character, and um, so part of me was like, you know, that's a good thing. Another part of me, so wasn't my movie style. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you something: if you're going to choose someone to date and get romantically involved in, I can I just say very strongly, look at the person's integrity. Look at the person's integrity. Don't underestimate the importance of of great character. It doesn't matter how how good-looking they are or how much money they have or how good their career path looks or how they make you feel. Look at their character. The foundation of any long-term romantic success is always going to be the other person's character and integrity. If you see someone lying to someone else, run for the hills. Seriously. If they're going to lie to other people, they'll eventually lie to you. They're just not safe people. Is their word their word? Are they reliable? Do they enjoy a good reputation with other people? Are they hard workers or are they stingy? Are they racist? Are they unkind? When you're making a decision about something as important as as a romance or hiring a person in your business or going into business with someone you've got to look at those things. You know, charisma or competence or cuteness, Those, that's not enough. You've got to look at the person's integrity. So that's one reason to, to choose integrity so that relationships will last. Here's another reason, so that you can have peace. You know, wh- what do you mean by that? I have to tell you, I spent a good chunk of my childhood doing things I shouldn't be doing and then trying to work out ways of not getting caught for the things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing always scared that something was going to catch up with me and someone was going to catch me out and something that I did and it was a in my sort of late teenage years when I gave my life fully to following god and, and chose to I'm going to I'm going to live with integrity as best i can and grow in this And I'll tell you, it's just so much easier not living with this fear of getting into trouble or this fear of getting caught or hoping that no one would catch me out. It's just so much easier. John Stott is someone that some of you may have read some of his books. He's a great English uh, preacher and author. And he says this Integrity is the quality of the integrated person. In particular, integrated people are at peace, not at war with themselves. Instead of being conscious of a dichotomy between our various beliefs or between our beliefs and our behavior so that we are torn apart inside, instead there is an inner harmony. We are all of a piece or whole people. Someone with integrity, it's the opposite of a hypocrite. People with integrity, they're not different people in different situations. They're just the same person, you know. What you see is what you get, whether it's at home, at work, at play. They're the same person. A person of good character doesn't live a divided life. So that's, and again, that's a reason. Choose integrity. The third reason I put here about why it's good to choose integrity is so that you're credible. So that you're credible. Heard a story of a lady who started a job as a uh, personal assistant for a CEO of a significant company. So, you know, big guy, big dude that was running this company and she was, had started as, her, as his PA. First day on the job, um, she's, uh, she gets this phone call and, you know, says uh, someone saying, can I, can I get through to, let's call him Bob. And uh, she says, just hold on a minute, I'll see. And so she um, goes to t- and says to Bob, I've got such and such on the phone, um, are you okay if I put it through? And Bob says, no, just tell them that I'm not here. So she goes back to the phone and she says, sure, I'll just put you through. And puts him through and he has to, has to take the call, you know, comes back out like fuming, he's like, what? on earth you're doing? And she says, well, here's the deal. If I can lie for you, then I can lie to you. What do you want? And he goes, I get it. I don't want you to lie to me. I don't want you to be, I, you know, and her cred- credibility just, you see that? You get that? People won't trust you without credibility. They won't believe what you say. They will always be thinking that, ha- just have no confidence in you being someone that will do what you say you're going to do, that you say what you really mean. It's all about credibility. And let me just add to this, that if you are someone that has got uh a passion to step into leadership in, in, in the church here or even just in, in anything in life in your workplace or in your community, if you 've got a passion to step into leadership you 've got to understand that people won 't follow you people won't follow you as a leader unless you have credibility they just they just won't trust you they just won't feel that they 'll feel that they can 't count on you so integrity Gives credibility. Make sense? So there's just three things. I'm sure that if you had your own list, there would be a heap. But those are some three things there. Set, so that you're credible, so that you have peace, and so your relationships last. So you think, well, what, what do I do? I, I actually like the sound of this integrity thing. I'd like to to grow in this. What, what, is there some, have you got some, some things for me, Matt, that, that could help me with this? And if you're asking that question, get your pen out, get your, get your phone out, whatever it is, and write these things down. I'm just going to give you four things, and then we'll finish. First one is to be more honest with yourself. Now, a lot of people, they just, they're just they just not honest with themselves. They just they just sort of think, they don't really look at themselves and think, how am I doing? How am I really doing? A little phrase I've got down here that I was... In, out of something I was reading this week, self-confrontation. But, you know, just be honest with yourself. Stop making excuses or blaming others for things that aren't uh, going well or for your own shortcomings. Here's an awesome prayer to pray if you'd like to uh, step more into this whole thing of being honest with yourself. And it's a prayer of King David. It's out of the Psalms in the Bible. Psalm 139, 23 to 24 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I tell you, that's one of those things that uh, I've found and many people have found that God answers. One of those prayers that God always seems to answer really quickly. Is when you say, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> he doesn't overwhelm you, but he'll just say, like, Great. You know, how about we work on this? How about we work on this? But this is a prayer that I've had in my little list of prayers I pray is this one here from Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. See if there is any offensive way in me. So be honest with yourself. Second is that you've you kind of got to learn what integrity is. Some people have perhaps grown up in an environment where they uh, have had a family situation where that the, all of the people that have been around them have been a people of tremendous integrity, and they've just absorbed that and become people of integrity. But that's, that's not that common. And so sometimes there are things that you think is normal and okay, and it's actually there are things that aren't... Uh, Aren't things of integrity? So you've got to like w- learn what integrity is, and God's ways define integrity, and we learn God's ways by getting into the Bible, getting into the Bible, and I know that for some of you go like I'm not much of a reader, well, you can, but you can read, so maybe just do a little bit more than you're doing now, and I'd, lo- I'd I would love it if all of us said, why don't said to ourselves, why don't I actually read the book of Proverbs while we're doing this series. Just, just yeah, I think it's about 31 chapters, and so we're going to be doing this over the next, I think it's the next seven weeks, but we've got a couple of guest speakers coming that's going to um, jump in there. So so what's 31 divided by seven? Um, why did I say divided by seven? Oh, seven, seven weeks, yeah. So um, why, don't you read, why don't you read the book of Proverbs? You'll love it. And as we learn more about God's ways, we, his values become our values. We learn to love what he loves. And we learn to hate what he hates. And, and that pushes us into becoming a person of integrity. So learn, first one, be more honest with yourself. Second one, learn what integrity is. Third thing, resolve to do the right thing. Even if even if it's inconvenient, even if it costs money, even if people aren't watching. Just resolve. Just just, just, just set my face like flint and I'm going to do the right thing. And the fourth thing I'd encourage us all to do is to grow in obeying God, just to grow in obeying God. And that's, a lot of people think like it's, Oh, that's, it's mostly around the big things, the big things. Not too much about the little things, but actually, it's actually more about the little things. Because when you obey God in the little things, obeying Him in the big things just seems to flow out of that. So it's kind of a daily thing, just with the little things that we do, just to grow in obeying God. So I'd love us to take these things away. I've loved, again, just putting these things together and going like, yeah, I'm going to say yes to those things again. So who wants to be a person of integrity? You don't have to put your hand up, but like just, just, just be thinking there. Like, do I want to be a person of integrity? But how about today? We go, I'm going to make a commitment in my life to be someone that is a person of integrity, truthful and reliable, honest and kind. How does that sound? Sounds good. (laughs) Honest, reliable, trustworthy, and kind. I love the sound of that. Hey, why don't we all stand together? I'd love to um, pray for you. You may be here this morning and uh, your journey of faith has been a uh, a little up and down, or you may even be here this morning. And feeling like, as you've been listening to this, going like, you know what? My life's not really a life that is a life where I have got peace. I feel like I'm a, I'm a double, I've got these double standards. I'm like one person one day and another person the next. I've, and, and you might be thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be that kind of person. And and it maybe it's because that you just have never s- made a, a a resolution to say like this: I am going to live God's ways. You may have never given yourself fully to become a follower of God. And if that's you, just while we're standing here, and you think that today I'd like to do that. I'd like to make a decision and step out of this, this tension, step out of this back and forth thing and say, Yes, I want to become a follower of God. What I would love you to do if that's you, why don't you just why don't you just pop your hand up? Why don't you just pop your hand up and say that that's me? Just and just say like today's the day I'm gonna say I'm gonna step into this to becoming a full, fully devoted follower of God. Is there anyone here today? Anyone we're not gonna trick you if you put your hand up and make you wear a hat with a big light on it saying it was me, you know, but is is there anyone here today? Okay, cool, cool. I'm just going to take a moment and just um, try and get a sense with what God may want to do with us here. And, um, so just, just take a moment. Just as I'm praying here, I've just seen a picture, and and just in my mind, and I often find that's a way that God kind of leads me, as he? You know, just as I wait on him, I get you know a a picture, or an impression, or or a word, or a a scripture in my mind. And uh, but I just saw this this picture in my mind of a bunch of colourful balloons, and. Balloons are kind of symbolic of joy. You know, a party with balloons is a lot better than a party without balloons, isn't it? And uh, I, just, I just get the sense that, that what God is wanting to do this morning is to, uh, is to meet with people that are feeling a little light on joy, feeling like joy is eluding them in this season. Feeling like um, that they want to go up to the balloon giver and just to and to get a balloon and just go. I would love, I would love a little bit of joy in in this season. So if if that's you, I know we what I what I feel like we should do this morning is I'd I'd love you to to come up to the to the front and and also those people that are people here that uh, that love to pray for for people. Is just to come up and um, maybe we'll get no, no, no. We'll, why don't you all come up together and then you're just going to have to talk. Like, you know, are you going to be one of the ones that are wanting prayer or are you going to be giving prayer? So why don't why don't we come up? If that's you, why don't you just come up along along the front here? And uh, I know that often we just pray where we are, but today I just feel like that this is what we should do. So if there's anyone that feels like they wanted to come to God and get a a joy balloon this morning. Just come on up. I actually think there's a bunch of people there, so we'll just wait a little bit longer. You know, you may be like, hey, I just got prayer for that two weeks ago. It's like, just come on up if you still need prayer. Just come on up. And we just have people that love to pray for people. And, and uh, why don't you just come on up and get around these people and, as we do that. I think there's still more people that, are, um, you know, the sound of a joy balloon from God feels, feels good. Sounds like a little person out the back there needs a bit of joy balloon as well, eh? We'll just keep waiting a little bit, a little bit longer. There's anyone else. Okay, so we're just gonna leave these guys to be praying and uh, what we'll do what the rest we'll, we'll just sing a song together song of worship maybe we have the rest of the worship team come on uh, up again and um, we'll close off with just singing a song together I just I just love I love that this is what church does you know just this expectation that God will come. People with open hearts towards Him, people that are willing to to come and, and try and hear from God on their behalf and pray for them and invite blessing. It's very cool.
1: Lord with all Lord have your...
0: So Father, we thank You that You have shown us the way to life. We thank You that You guide us into integrity. We thank You that Your ways are the ways that allow us to live well. Father, I'm grateful for Your presence here. I'm grateful for the work that's happening with these people as they're praying, they're receiving something of the goodness of heaven through these prayers. And God, I just pray a blessing on everyone that's here, everyone who is part of Coast Vineyard that's not here this morning. God, that we would, we would go this into our week this week carrying your, your joy, carrying your peace, and knowing your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.